peace, innumerable blessings, and welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Spirituality and Motherhood Podcast, where we reside in that sacred space where spirituality meets motherhood. And in this space, we explore everything from how ancestral and earth-based spiritual paths and practices shape motherhood to how having spiritual gifts impacts your experience as a mother. I am Jeanette Jackson, your hostess. I'm the mother of two boys, a hoodoo, a psychic, medium, and, and for fun, a tree talking like herbalist. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here with me and listening with me. I'm really grateful for you. Before we get into it, podcasts need support to keep going. So I'm going to ask for yours. Please like, subscribe, share with your friends. (laughs) And also, if you got it, please consider a paid subscription through Buzzsprout. They they started $3 a month. And I'll be sure to shout you out at the beginning of each episode as a way of saying thank you. You can find the link in the show notes. Today, this episode, we are chatting with the magical, mystical mother of two, Julissa Edwards of Julissa Edwards Counseling. Julissa is a licensed psychotherapist, mindset coach, positivity expert, and spiritual healer. She utilizes her skills as a therapist, retired adjunct psychology professor, and her compilation of past learnings to help the individual heal and better understand themselves. Mastering the art of science and spirituality, Julissa is able to dive into psychological teachings while also helping the individual look into their soul to find out who they truly are and what their life purpose is. She uses coaching techniques to help individuals overcome the mindset hurdles that will appear in their lifetime while also helping them to understand where those mindset hurdles originated. She uses her skills of spiritual healing to help the individual see themselves as they never have before, opening doors to their greatest awakening. You can find her in these internet streets at julissaedwardscounseling.com. That's J-U-L-I-S-S-A-E-D-W-A-R-D-S-C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G.com. You can find her over on Instagram at, you know, Instagram.com backslash Julissa, J-U-L-L, excuse me, J-U-L-I-S-S-A dot Edwards, E-D-W-A-R-D-S underscore counseling, C-O-U-N-S-L-E-L-I-N-G. <laughs> I feel like I'm failing at a spelling bee. Anyway, you can find her over on Instagram. Now, look, Julissa and I had a great time catching up about birthing another child because she this is number two for her and number two changed things. And it was interesting having a discussion around how number two changed the energy in the house, how how her intuition shifted with being pregnant and birthing another baby. It was a really interesting conversation and I hope it blesses you. I can't wait to see you on the other end. Peace. Okay. Okay. So I am outside of of Paris. Like I'm near Disneyland Paris. 
I totally forgot you are in Paris. Yes, because part of me has been, part of me has really wanted to come back to the United States. But like, there have been some things that are like, nah, you can't go back. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, you're handling it better than I am. I'm like, ah, I want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> you do want to go back. You want to go back? Well, it's like, you know how you want something and then spirit is like, no. And then you're like, oh, well, I see spirit why you said no. But I still just want some ranch dressing on occasion and I need a Slurpee. And, you know, there's things I miss, but I'm also like, okay, I get it. I get why. But I'm not going to ask like I don't want to see my brothers. I'm not going to act like I don't have friends. Yeah. What about like a visit? Yes, that'll happen. That'll happen probably next year. But um. But yeah, I'm happy that your your people are moving closer yeah. to you. Yeah. We've been manifesting. It's finally coming <laughs> to fruition. <laughs> wow. So what is it like now that you have two? How have things changed for you? I know. So crazy. I remember the first, so this is me, you know me. I like answer the question with like so many things prior to me answering the question. (laughs) (laughs) Give context. Context is helpful. Yes. Yes. So we connected like literally a year ago. So I was looking at our email like dialogue and it was the same thread from the first time we did the podcast together that I was Mm -hmm. against for your podcast. And I was like, oh my God, it was like literally February 20th last year. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. That is. (laughs) Right? And I think at that point, I was pregnant with Marcus. No, I already had Marcus. I already had Marcus. Yes. Yes. My firstborn son. And so now we have Maya. So, and the Mm -hmm. question was, how is it with two? Um, It's it's beautiful. Like, love our family unit of four. I'm like obsessed with our little family. I love them. Um, And it's been a beautiful chaotic whirlwind of like adjusting yeah 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 it's it's motherhood it's like beautiful and chaotic (laughs) yes because they're really close they're like 18 months apart yeah i think they're 15 yeah 15 months apart so even spiritually what does that feel like to have all that going on because your whole like because we we know Mar- Marcus is magical. He yeah. has his magical things going on. He's like yeah. helping meditate and anchor the room and bring more yeah. love and joy so love. and peace oh in. And then you have Maya, and then you also have the things that go on with you as a mother. And then there's your marriage, and then there's your house. So how and then how are the you business. handling right <laughs> right? Yeah. So how are you handling this all this input? <laughs> that's, a really, that's actually a really good question. Um, like, honestly, because I, I don't think I even notice all the running pieces that are truly happening until people are like, and you're doing that and that. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, how am I handling this spiritually? That was a question, right? Yes. Okay. So with Marcus, if you remember, he was my spirit baby, still is. He definitely brings joy to the room, lights up the room. He's a character. Um, and like everybody loves him. Like, I'm not just saying it because I'm his mother. Like, I feel like everybody loves Marcus. So, anywho, um, spiritually, Marcus was like 
the trailblazer that opened up this whole new like portal for me, if you remember. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, obviously we all are like naturally organically tapped in, but not, not all of us are aware. Right. And so yes. my awareness and awakening literally was like catapulted with Marcus. Yes. Okay. So then with Maya coming in, I did a home birth. Yeah. Yeah. Super like holistic, like, you know, all natural. She was 12 pounds, beautiful baby girl. Wow. 12 pounds in a home birth. Yeah, girl. (laughs) We did that. (laughs) I'm sorry. I like mine were nine. So I'm just like. Nine is big too. Marcus was nine. No, but. Yeah, but that's three pounds though. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's a third of a whole baby. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, proud no. of you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had I known she was going to be that big, I probably would have like psyched myself out. So we did like the complete, <laughs> yeah, literally. Because I was like, oh, she's a girl. Maybe she'll be like eight pounds, seven. Marcus was nine. Like I was trying to rationalize it. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho, <laughs> <laughs> the second is always like that. Maybe no. <laughs> Listen, that's a whole other conversation. We, I'll check in later if that's where you want me to go with this conversation. So, <laughs> um, so okay. So spiritually, how am I doing? Maya's been this beautiful, like, spirit spoke to me greatly with her. There were so many, it wasn't a complicated pregnancy at all. Although she gave me a lot more, like, symptoms and all the things. It was a little bit rougher, but, like, I was okay um, the grand thing was how much spirit was talking about her and I as a unit together. With Marcus, spirit was talking into me like I was awakening. I was starting to see things in my meditations. And I started to really get downloads like very clearly. Um, and they were about random things, important things, but like scattered, right? And with yeah. Maya, all of our messages was like you and I. So me and her, me and her, me and her, me and her, me and her when she's six, me and her when she's 12, seeing her at 21. Like it was always mm. like, so beautiful I would cry I would literally cry sometimes so beautiful um and then I had a shaman that I used the same shaman for Marcus and for Maya when they were both in my belly and um she pretty much told me that she was like in layman's terms or like in loose words she said something along the lines of that Maya's and Maya's umbilical cords have been attached in many heavens before this yeah I love her so much So the way that I processed that was that like, we've been mother and daughter many lifetimes before this. That's so beautiful. It kind of connects to the the next question I was going to ask. I remember you saying something about Marcus's gift to the ancestral line. I'm saying it a little differently in the sense of bringing all this, this love and this healing energy in. Do you feel the same sort of, well, it's, it's, Maya's different, but what sort of gifts do you see her giving to you and, and to the ancestors as she's as she's here? That's a hard question. Because you guys I, have this beautiful connection. Not everybody has that beautiful connection coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what gifts does she bring? I feel like she's the calm, grounded one. Interestingly enough, because she 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 did have colic, she was crying a lot in the beginning, but she's calmer now. Um, and that she's just um, 
you know, a little bit of like our human world coming into the spiritual and always intertwining, like in the human realm, like she's a second child, you know, she just yeah. gets a little bit less attention. Marcus is a very much active toddler. So he's like in the front of the yeah. face and the, you know, and Maya's mm-hmm. a baby, you know, so she can't really do much unless you're holding her. So she's just very much observative and she loves her brother, Marcus, but, and, um, so with Maya, she's just very chill. Like she's just grounded. Um, and so I think that her presence may continue with that. Um, and as far as ancestors go, she, so I'm half Peruvian and half Dominican and, mm-hmm. um, and my husband's Jamaican. He most definitely brings out the Peruvian side, which is also a highly spiritual side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think I fully figured it out yet, but there's definitely a strong connection to the Peruvian lineage and, she looks like copy and paste, like my um, aunts on my mother's side who are Peruvian. It's insane. She came out wow. lighter than me. She like, she like, it, she's just, she came out light, like more fair skin than I am. And um, my, my husband's of dark complexion. He's Jamaican, um, you know, and so a dark skin Jamaican. So for her to come out lighter than me, I was like, where's, well, how did this happen? <laughs> You know, know? so it was just, and then when we look at like my aunt's pictures, it's completely, um, it's, it's her face. It's Maya's face, copy and paste. Insane. I'm beginning to find it so interesting to watch ancestors claim children and be like, no, like we need them over here. This is, this is our little, like, cause I'm seeing that more and more with the boys. And just seeing like different lineages show up and be like, no, you need to do this for him. And there's like a totally different group of ancestors like, no, no, do this for him. And then there's like the other ancestors are like, you need to do this for both. It's very interesting in this house right now because there's like three or four different groups that are like this, 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 this. And I'm like, oh, y'all drinking up all the rum and whiskey and I need clarity. (laughs) It's so wild, it's been overwhelming. Though. That's four voices, like four, four different perspectives talking to you. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Yeah. It's really been wild lately because it wasn't like that when we were talking. I just had my set. But like my my ex-husband's set is like shown up and been very clear about like certain things now. So it's like. Interesting. And how can, how can, how do you know, how do you, how can you tell that those are like his ancestors? They show, like I'm clairvoyant. Okay. So they 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 look different. Okay. So they wow. they're because he's he's French, but he's white. He's not like French and Senegalese or anything. Yeah. He's he's white. So like these <laughs> these Germanic people show up. These Irish people show up. Oh wow! So that's like even out of the wheelhouse. So my ancestors are like just like this, like the worried concern <laughs> based. Yeah. Like, so it's kind of wild over here. So it's interesting to hear that, you know, <laughs> Maya very much resembles the yeah. Peruvian set. Yeah. I have, that is so, what a beautiful gift you have. It's exciting at night. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, that was going to be my follow-up question of like, how is that energetically after you, you know, see things, communicate all the things? It just kind of is. I feel thankful we don't live at the crossroads anymore because I remember waking up at the crossroads at night and I could just see spirits walking through the room 
because we're at the crossroads. So that's where they come in and out and they would be shuffling in and shuffling. I'm like, I'm trying to sleep. Don't be messing with me and don't mess with them kids. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was, it was a little more spicy, but this house is fine because we're no longer directly at the crossroads. Okay. Okay. It could be a little troublesome at night, but I've learned to better protect space. So things don't, because I've had situations where things are wake me up at night because it's like, ooh, she could see us. Let's play with her. And I'm like, you guys, it's 3 a.m. and I got I'm kids. Tired. It's not time to play. Can you come back when they're in school? We could play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I got time then. I have time then. I'm right. trying to sleep now. Yeah. Right. Or I'm going to be cranky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's. Yeah, so how's, how, how have your gifts shifted and changed now that there's two? So, you know, it's crazy. If For a long time, I felt extremely disconnected. Hmm. Yeah, and I was like really struggling with that because, you know, it's like, it's like another sense of safety for me, right? Like when universe, you know, spirit guides, like when they let us know or let me know, I'll, that I'm okay. It's very comforting. Yes. You know, and you, well, I think that there was just so much happening in my life that they were definitely showing up for me. They would give me like tiny signs of like, you're going to be okay. This is all right. Cause we had a lot of like just challenges, like towards the end of the pregnancy in like regular life in business, like just a lot of things were just like happening at once. And I was very much stressed. Um, very much stressed and also still working through it in a healthy manner, but not fully understanding how much stress I was in because I was just like moving through it. I guess you could say, well, but if I wasn't, I clearly wasn't aware. Um, I think I had to do what I had to do to get things done, but you know, yes. Yeah. So all that. So I felt very much disconnected. Like I would get like a, like a little like snippet of like, you know, connectivity and it would be like, there's so much happening. It's like the little spurts is like, thank you. But like, it didn't feel like it didn't feel flowy. Like it usually does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think now I'm finally, she's five months, you know, five months postpartum. I feel like now I'm finally getting some wind and, um, my first sign that I am connected again, it's like, I feel extremely magnetic things that I want show up like almost instantly. It's beautiful. I'm like, okay, we're coming back. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Do you think she, do you think she opened anything in you or, or taught you anything, even though you felt disconnected? Sometimes I feel like even though we feel disconnected, there's something healing or moving through. So the I got very clear messages throughout my pregnancy that Maya was meant to be, I forgot what bird they had like associated with her, but the specific, I think it was an eagle. I could be wrong, but the message behind it was he's going to come with force and she's going to change things for the better, but it's not going to be a smooth transition. Mm. Yeah. And that's most definitely happening. <laughs> <laughs> It's always the second one. Yeah, that's most definitely happening. Not for nothing. She's making us get our like 
ish together, which I am about. Like she's, it's forcefully happening with like, I learned listen, lessons in my business that I was like, wow, I really dropped the ball there. You know, and like I, like a lot of admin mm-hmm. things I, I'm learning. I'm still in brand new business for two and a half years in the game now. Like I'm a fetus, you know? And so there's still a lot of back end things that I'm learning about, like just, I guess, administrative masculine, alike, like efforts of like running a business. You know, and so yeah, lessons learned. It, it, it lessons learned, and that's happening within our interpersonal lives with the food that we eat. Um, we've cut out screen time drastically. Like, I'm a person who's like, let's just ease into things. Like, slowly take away things little by little. If we're gonna do a massive mm-hmm. change, it could be sustainable. And the energy right now is most definitely like now. We're cutting it out tomorrow. Like beginning now. Yeah, yeah. It's been very like, but it doesn't feel, it it feels supportive. It feels like a cleanse. What an interesting energy. Yeah. 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 Wow. So how did you think Marcus helped you prepared for this, this cleanse? That's an awesome question. (laughs) Let me think about that. How did Marcus help me prepare for this entrance? I think, you know, being, even the act of being pregnant while having an active toddler, like when I entered my, at the end of my second trimester, I think is when he literally had his first steps. So, you know, those moments, right. It's like super exciting. Then it's like, oh my God, he can get his hands into everything. Right. (laughs) So he kept me on my toes. Like there was like, you know, your first pregnancy is like, beautiful you know you're like if you're slightly tired you sleep Mm -hmm. you're hungry you get whatever you want you don't have to share or worry about who's going to eat it with you or you just don't have to worry about anyone but yourself yes literally just you and this baby that you're creating it's a beautiful first experience (laughs) 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 and then with the second child you know everyone is different depending on how old that second child is but for me he was like not even a year yet. Right. So I'm still holding him on my hip. I'm still doing all the things that we're doing big belly. And obviously I had a 12 pounder. So if you, you can only imagine I had a huge belly. Yeah. So yeah. He, how did he prepare me by keeping me on my toes? Even as I was pregnant, like it's like, we're, we're doing all the things still <laughs> in the heat of the summer. It was just like so many things, you know, and then all the challenges and everything. And then Marcus would like do breathing techniques. And I'm like, oh, you're helping me breathe. Awesome. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So he's just been like the the very, I don't know, I guess just playful. And then coming into his own as a toddler, big emotions, like the tantrums, that was all there. Yeah. How did you handle that? Because it's like your hormones and his emotions and... That's not easy. And I don't know how you're sleeping. I don't know how you've been sleeping. Maya has <laughs> blessed us. Maya is a phenomenal sleeper. She's better than Marcus. Oh, yes. I'm excited for you. I'm so Oh, my happy. God. She's better than Marcus. Right now, Marcus is still the one that needs more help getting down. She's like, I'm good. Leave me by. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's insane. So, yeah, I think... Sleeping wise, I'm actually, I think I'm doing pretty well because I know that this time around Marcus's stages, 
I was getting up three, four times a night. I got up once with Maya. One to two times. Yeah, max. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's chilling. She's like like the chill baby. <laughs> but it seems like she balances out because she brings all this change. Right. The and least. Marcus brings tools like breathing and smiling. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they do complement each other very, very well, actually. Yeah. What is their relationship like? It's really cute right now. So in the beginning, I always just joke and say like, you know, in the beginning, she was just our beautiful little blob. Like, you know, babies, newborns, they can't do much. (laughs) You know, they have, they have poor neck control. Like they just fully need your assistance. So in the beginning, you know, it was just very much like Marcus is like, oh, this new thing, she's sticking around. Okay, cool. (laughs) You know? And And then, um, and he would say things. He'd be like, baby, baby. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, all right. Like, and then he would just, he's a, you know, it's his show. It's his world. So he's doing something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. He is like so insane. But so, and I love it. I love all of it. But yeah, he was just very much like, okay, she's here now. Cool. But now it's five months. We're five months in and she has a little bit more stability. So she's like trying to set up now and they have like full like eye contact and I'm trying to teach him, we're trying to teach him how to share. So he'll occasionally give her things, which has been really, really nice. Yeah. At night he'll give her sometimes a kiss. Good night. Um, it's just sweet, super sweet. Um, I've been teaching him to like, if he picks out flowers, like, you know, give it to, give it to sister or give it to somebody, you know? And, um, he's been giving her flowers when we go on walks. So it's like a, I'm seeing the very beginning of of like their relationship. And Maya is obsessed with Marcus. Like Marcus is still a toddler. So he still does toddler things like throw toys at people. And even when she gets bopped in the face or in the head with something that Marcus is throwing, she, if it's Marcus looking at her, she's having the best time of her life. Like unfazed. I just love that you're playing with me. Yeah. Super cute. (laughs) Super inspiring. Cause adults can be like that, like going through whatever and they bop you, but they don't really mean to. They're just going through something. Yeah. And just to still be able to look at them and be like, I love you. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what a gift to give. More out of like admiration. Like she's like, obs- like, it's like, this is my big brother, like obsessed with him. Yeah. I'm sorry. Cause it's like, I just remember these days and they're so sweet and they're so precious. And it's so. I feel like as an adult, it's so easy to forget love in this way, this sort of like pure, you showed up and I love you and I'm so grateful for you. And I'm just so over the moon that you exist and I get to exist with you that little kids have for each other as siblings sometimes. It's like, we just forget it. Cause I, I look at pictures at night sometimes and at the boys and I see them looking at each other that way. And I'm like, oh, it's still it's there. a beautiful thing. It, it is, but like it's different Shows when they're up bigger. Different. Shows up different. Yeah. It does. How, what kind of care have you been giving for yourself? Good question. Because this is not easy and things no. still aren't easy socially. So like, 
Um, we over here, like I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. We're there's we're good over here, like via COVID. You're met really, you're, you're, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Yeah, luckily, thankfully, um, I still see some people wear masks, but there's no like mandated or sense of urgency or like numbers going up or anything like that. Yeah, but um, so what have I what have I been doing for self care? I have been eating healthier. Um, I have been working out. I signed up for like uh, a kickboxing membership club, which I love. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I love it. I'm, I've always been someone, especially before kids who've done, I've always loved more like intense hit workouts. Like I love just, I also love being fit. And so it's been, obviously I had back-to-back pregnancies and you know, motherhood and all the things are just me, just like going through a certain phase of my life where that, that, that wasn't priority, you know, um, now yeah. getting back to it. I feel really good about it. Um, like I feel like my skin is clearer. Um, of course I can be drinking more water. I'm working out more, you know, it just, it's a beautiful domino effect of just like healthier choices. Um, and lately for self-care, my business coach kind of helped me realize this. I'm simply tapping back into like Julie said, as a person, aside mm. from business owner, mother, a wife, you know, like friend, sister, like what do I love to do and how can I bring that into my life? And for me, that's academia. I love studies. I love learning. I love, I'm a, I'm a nerd, you know? And I think at one point I definitely overdid it. So I had burnout. So I stepped away from that for a long time and now I feel rested and mm-hmm. highly energized, um, like the healed masculine to get back into things and be studious again and read articles. And so I'm like listening to more books now on like Audible and it's it's enjoyable. Um, and I feel smarter. I think for a long time, I not that I felt dumb, but I wasn't being challenged. Mm. And now that's kind of crazy to say with all the things that are happening in my life. <laughs> it's a, It's been a different challenge. I haven't yes. felt challenged intellectually, academically, and that's something that I really thrive off of. So that's been my new segue of like self-care of like, yeah, let's get back into the studies. Like, let's get back into the books. Like, let's have these conversations that we used to have before um, with, I don't know, colleagues, people, people in the same circle, things like that. Do you think getting back into the books and doing more self-care helped you also step back more into help the help your more spiritual side flow. Yeah. Oddly enough. Oddly I say oddly enough because initially I was so in that world that it blocked spirit. Hmm. Can you talk more about that? Like it blocked spirit how? Yeah, like coming as like uh, you know, my background in like traditional clinical psychology, like I was a therapist, um, you know, mm-hmm. master's level clinician. And we, it's just very clinical. Um, what diagnosis do you have? What treatment plan are we going to give you because of that? Like, you know, and it was, it's helpful, um, but it's just mm-hmm. very much calculated. There's not much room mm-hmm. for spirit, for like insight, intuition to come in and help. Um, luckily for me, that was always a part of me, even when I didn't know it. Um, in fact, it, it used to feel like something that was wrong about me that I could just guess and help people in session. I used to be very self-critical and self-conscious of like, if I can't determine what strategy I use via psychology books, it was like, this wasn't real. 
or who am I to literally pull things out of my butt and just like try, you know? And so I I had a a spiritual, um, not coach, mentor, uh, my supervisor for clinical practice. And luckily, luckily for me, she was very tapped in. She was very spiritual and she gave me the confidence, Shauna, I love her. She gave me the confidence to just trust that like, I knew what I was doing great that I went to school and got my master's, but like also this was just innately within me. And from there, I would, I really like let, you know, intuition begin talking to me, spirit begin in that sense of like, yeah, this, this is what you're supposed to be doing in life, helping people understand their traumas, you know, or releasing things that no longer serve them. Like that's, that's what you were intended to do here. And so when I was able to do more of that, I became more spiritual. So full circle, the books almost like I got really icky about them for a long time. I felt very much like, you know, when you, it's like a, a, a swinging like pendulum. Like I went so yes. on the side of academia that I was so in the books that spirit didn't have a place to live. Then I swung all the way left and I was like, spirit, 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 F the books, like literally, like literally. Right. And then it was like, I miss the books. (laughs) I miss, you know, can we just have the best of both worlds? And um, that's where I'm at right now. And so I've been doing both. And that has the, it's like the yin and the yang. It's allowing for both to blossom. Um, Still, it's like I'm getting the same content of like my highest tapped in points with academia and spirituality. And they're both Mm. being able to live. And it doesn't feel like a lot because I usually do that. Hmm. You said something interesting that I kind of want to circle back on. Yeah. You talked a lot about like the, the not a lot, but you just mentioned it and kind of was like mm-hmm. the healed masculine. And you talked yeah. about the healed masculine in reference to, I think, your your studies and coming back to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk more about that? Absolutely. I love this talk. Yeah. So, um, you know, breakdown in feminine and masculine energies, like masculine is usually the doer, you know, they're non-gender, you know, specific. It's just like the masculine energies, they have aligned action, they're the doers, the leaders, they have, you know, projections, plans, the things. Feminine energy is more of the receiver, you know, they are abundant, um, extremely caressing, intuitive, flowy. Um, in the perfect world, both work beautifully together to have a balance of all things. Right. And so um, sometimes the wounded masculine sounds or acts like um, very controlling, like they do have a plan, but it has to go according to plan. And like, they might push people down. If that doesn't go to their plan, they might struggle with anger. Um, There's obviously like hurt and trauma there, you know, who doesn't have trauma, but like in that specific action, like their actions are coming from a very hurt place. Um, yeah. And so a healed masculine is the complete opposite. They are beautifully leading. They are taking charge. They are organized. They are planning. They are doing all the things, but it's in flow with the feminine. And so they both can breathe and lead as necessary. There's no like struggle for power. Do you think Maya helped you kind of find that within yourself? Because yeah, I mentioned you, you saying something also like Maya brought all these sort of changes yeah. To the house, everything from like food and you were like business. And, and I remember we didn't talk a lot about the gender last time. So I wonder if this is like one of those sort of like, you know, little boxes <laughs> that she brought with her. 
Yeah. Um, well, I mean, metaphorically, or I mean, in actuality, she did balance the house. You know, it was two boys. I was, you know, the, yes. the girl, right? So she's the second girl. Um, yeah. I Did she bring this balance? I'm trying to think if that was in the messages. Um, that So I, I, I connect with a lot of spiritual healers, you know, it, during my pregnancy mm-hmm. and in a, t- in a reading, she did bring out um what's that symbol like with the two weights? Oh, the balance, like Libra. Yes, like Libra. Like that? Yes, yes. And um, so yeah, maybe I'm thinking like I just put that connection together now, but maybe that was talking about balance. It was also to do with like justice, unless she's gonna be very much like passionate in like creating justice in the world. So that's exciting to see what that comes and unfolds to. Um but yeah, I'm thinking maybe it could be more than that. It could also be like balance, you know? Right. Because I feel like I have some like sort of definitions in my life. And the older I get, the more I find like the kids push on the boxes of what I feel <laughs> reality should be and holds my reality and definitions together. So it's, it's, it's kind of like the more that they grow, the more that I'm forced to grow and reevaluate things. So it's interesting to hear you say, okay, diets, if you ain't just, it's like, it's like, yes, yes, I get it. Because it's, Mm, it's like the change that they bring is, is good and it's beautiful and it never stops. It never stops. I just saw that for you with your children. Like it is still happening. And you're having to relearn the same theme over and over again, but they're consistent with their message. That's beautiful. I'm thankful for it because I couldn't imagine a life without growth. There are days I want to, you know, just eat popcorn and watch cartoons, but. (laughs) Yeah. And do nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's gone. That's so gone. (laughs) (laughs) One day, but, one day, one day, they'll come yeah. back, right? Yeah. Right. Ebb and flow of things. But that's beautiful because when you were talking about your your children, your sons being that same consistent message for you, I thought about us adults and all people like, oh, so the whatever message we came here on this earth was because we all have a grand purpose here. The message is always consistent. And like, do you know what message you're putting out consistently? mm that's what I made me mm. think of. That's why I was like, that's so powerful. Because also, of course, us as mothers, we have the beautiful blessing of having front row seat to this, to someone's, you know, lifespan of a message, you know, and we're also curating it as they're growing, molding it, you know, all the things. So just like I, it was a, that's why I said that's beautiful because we're spectacular beings, And we get to witness these just, I feel so thankful for them. Sometimes I just want to cry because I just, oh my God, it's like they're here and I get to witness and I get to be a part of it and I get to like make food and, and love and pray and grow right along with them. Grow right along with them. Yep. Yep. So do you still work with like your spiritual practitioners to kind of help. This is a good thing to talk about, like parenting alongside the right spiritual, 
um, spiritual practitioners and feeling yeah. like you don't have to have like use all your gifts alone to figure out everything alone. Oh my God. No. Even though I feel so connected and tapped in, it's like almost like me having the experience of awakening last year. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was like, time doesn't matter. Like just because this just began for you doesn't mean that you don't know a lot about this. You know, it's always, it was always within me. And even at that, mm-hmm. I can still be humble and say, I have so much to learn, you know? And so, um, yeah, 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 for sure. Like I said, like throughout my pregnancies with Maya, you know, she was birthed in September. I did a lot of spiritual healing and mentorship and things of that sort. And now um, I have actually been asking the universe to like bring some of my way for a new type of mentorship and spirituality. Although I kind of feel like I kind of already got her, um, but just more supportive ways. I'm finding like little, like certain people come into like literally cross paths with me and, or like even on like Instagram, as simple as that may be like finding people. I'm like, Oh my God, that's a beautiful service that they have. Maybe I'll invest in them. You know, um, learning more about like reading more, just like being more tapped in again with that, like academia and like, it's both beautifully blending together. So I'd say right now I'm on my venture for like the next thing that I'm going to be doing that supported me spiritually. But, um, I'm most definitely strong right now in my self care for spirituality via like meditation, um, and like connectedness, my my business coach is also highly spiritual. So that's just someone else. It's she gives me the best of both world business and spirituality, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, yeah, I'm like just looking, being open. It's not a pressured thing of like, where's my next avenue with this? Yes. But it feels so important to have that. And I'm thankful, you know, you have that even just with your business coach. Because I feel like when you you have a gift and you have children, you're responsible for nurturing your gift and, and theirs too. But that also requires Didn't think a about village that. that I'm not always sure that we mm-hmm. we have around us. Because things happen with the kids. Like um, they both have a very active dream life. So sometimes breakfast is about unwinding mm-hmm. Who was that in the dream and what were they doing? Interesting. Sometimes it's about there's this energy stuck in my body and it's not mine. So how do I get it out? So it's been very <laughs> like they they pushed me to stay on my toes. It's <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. I didn't, thank you for sharing that perspective. I never thought about it that way. So yes, the the high importance of me having good spiritual hygiene so I can carry and help mold those of my children's if they truly want to have a connection with this past, you know, seven, 10 years of life. They, they probably will. Like if you've, if you, if they came in and and you know that you've been connected many times and, and Marcus mm-hmm. is, he just came in magical <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's so natural to them. Like, even if I wanted to tell them everything, like they would already know they would it. They already know it. Right, 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 right. That's been the interesting thing is, is, is like the eldest does stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not even emboldened to do that. <laughs> and I wasn't <laughs> emboldened at this age. And I'm so in awe of you that you mm. just did it. And how old is he again? The oldest? He is nine. Yeah. That's what I, I think he's he just 210. 
he just goes. And I'm like, okay, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I'm back here. I'll just make sure everything's okay. Just observing. Yeah. Beautiful. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because at nine, you have, you have a lot of wisdom at nine. And that's the thing. It's like, sometimes I get worried because life can, Teachers and people around you can talk you out of your wisdom. So, yeah. But this is, gosh, yours are so young. You're, you're at like such a beautiful space. Thank Not you. This space isn't beautiful, but it's like, hmm. So, do you feel like there's another, or are you like, are you good? Um. Uh- so the right after the second birth, while it was like beautiful, it was so like you see how the sun is shining behind me right now. Yeah, it's like gorgeous. It was like one point it was like, oh, it's like, oh my god, this is so magical. <laughs> thank you. So <laughs> thank you. We have um the same the similar lighting in our bedroom, which is where I birthed Maya, and um it was just a complete different experience breathing and walking through my contractions there versus a hospital room. Right. And so it was so like angelic, you know, I was, my nervous system was so much better regulated. I was calmer and more trusting all the things. And um, it was just a beautiful experience. So I never want to take away from that, but I'd be lying if I, I wasn't scared of like labor again, because even though it was so much better Labor is still labor. Labor. <laughs> they don't just fly out. <laughs> yours were like 12 pounds. They weren't Word. like. So like, yes, like that's, what, you know, and so I'm like, mm, okay, well, the next baby, I'm on this track record of like bigger and bigger. Like what is going on? You know? No, 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 no. I think, I think, I, no, if I have a third, I think that I will. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I will be also in a much better space health-wise. Like, even though I know it wasn't just my weight that attributed, we birthed my family and mother's side, like we birthed big babies. I know that was a thing, but I think that with the next one, I would be in much, I would be in even better care of myself. So we'll see. But I also believe that whatever happens, happens. And obviously I was able to do with Maya, the body, you know, built babies that you're able to birth. So it's true. Yeah. So would I have another? I most definitely can picture us having three little ones in the phase that I'm in right now. When, you know, for me, the breastfeeding has stopped and like, we're slowly, you know, extending the the times of like feeding and like, it's getting a little easier, you know, it's just getting a little easier. I can most definitely picture having three at this stage, I'd be lying if I said I wanted, even the pregnancy, I'd be lying if I say I wanted to do the whole pregnancy all over again and labor. Mm. So I was like, I want the after effect. <laughs> you know, I love the after effect. Um, but, you know, with every awakening, you got to do the work, right? So Maya got y'all eating differently and doing kickboxing. So. <laughs> Clearly we're prepping for something. Maya got a plan, y'all. <laughs> I don't know if y'all ready, but Maya has a plan. Correct. <laughs> Correct. I'm like, okay, girl, you're leading. But I feel like that's the best way. I, I, One of the things I would really like to change my life. Yeah, I'd really like to change my life to be a lot more 
child led. Not to say like, you know, we eat nothing but Cheetos and M&Ms. I mean, not that way, but in the way of (laughs) we're doing things that um, focus on their joy and cultivating things that way. Yeah. Because uh, it's not just the culture I am and in, but like the, the way things are, it's not very... There's joy, but I don't feel like there's enough of it. And when like a child's in joy, they're able to learn, they're able to grow. Things just kind of flow in the house differently. hundred percent. Um, I am all about having child-led activities. Of course, you know, we're still the parent and have to, you know, have some parent-led yes. things, but, right. but no, <laughs> e- e- even my leading in parenting is based off of the child. Yes. Right. And so, yeah, I completely love and like wholly support that. We want to do more of that too. So much so we've even considered, you know, not to go too deep into it, but um, homeschooling, not I personally, I would love to send them to a small school that like homeschools, yes. you know, and um, it awakened, you know, the, the other morning we were, it was like a Tuesday morning. We were going to the park. Me and my husband didn't have work. We both worked from home and for ourselves and um we worked we've worked so hard to get to where we're at and then it like literally landed on me that i was like oh my god marcus is gonna you know have to go to school in like two years and then we're back in the system we're back on a schedule we're back on a someone else's beck and call you know and i was like hmm I thought about it for a while i was like well it's like i have so many good memories of school like obviously school's not a bad thing Um, even the institution, like that's, you know, whatever. So I thought about all things and I was like, I really love where we're at right now. The kids are small. We can do whatever we want with them. And they they get to come with us everywhere, you know, and my husband and I literally went against the grain to build this life, build this life for ourselves to then put our kids back in it. It just didn't, you know, it doesn't feel aligned to me. I, I, you know, uh, I endeavor to homeschool because I I can't with the system because I feel very much like um, I I have my child's best interest in mind. The system has itself in mind. So if if it if it has to crush the child to function, it will crush the child to function. It will do all sorts of foolishness to to function and maintain itself. And and I see things and I'm like, that don't make no that don't make no sense. And like, I, and I, I am just at an age. I don't know if it's my age. I don't know if it's just the time. It's just like, I cannot, like there's enough foolishness where it's like, you know, and, and I remember homeschooling with, um, through a chunk of COVID and it really wasn't that bad. Like I, I liked it. Um, it was hard because there was like, we, I don't, I don't remember with, if they did that in the United States, but you couldn't, you could only leave the house during certain hours. And that was a little stressful, but the home, Oh Lord, France was, (laughs) they put us on lockdown. They were like, you can only leave the house for these hours. And if you're out, no, you're not allowed to be out. And when you're out, you only can be out for like an hour and a half. And if you are out, you have to have a note saying what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. France would, hard in the paint. That's, so um, we're like martial law. At least that's what they would call it here. I don't know if that applies anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that's crazy. It was serious. 
that was a little stressful, but I mean, I, I like it. Like, I don't, I don't mind homeschooling. It's, I get, like, we all learn together. And didn't you get the work done faster? Yes. And there was a lot less drama because there wasn't homework. At this age, homework is the bane of the children's existence because it's like, we're in school all day. Why do we have to come home? And do more work. Absolutely. And do more work. Right. I want to play. And I'm like, I want to be outside. There's so much, there's so many studies that prove the grand impacts of being in nature, being outside. And homeschooling here in North Carolina, they do a lot of that. They take the kids outside to learn, which I love. You know, I think what I love to be a part of that, yes. And in thinking that I also know that I don't want to be my children's teacher. Um, and yes. I still want the space. I still want them yes. to go somewhere where they're going to be challenged in a healthy way, you know, all the things and it be holistic, different than the traditional school setting. Um, and I don't have to be a part of that, um, but I get to support that in my choice, choice of putting them in that particular kind of school. There are many ways to fry the fish yeah. <laughs> as long as the children are happy that's, yeah. and learning and growing. Yeah. That's what matters because I feel many ways the systems are breaking down. I see that in school right now because the things, decisions that are being made don't even really benefit the system. So I'm like, this don't make no sense. And that's a world that I haven't even tapped into yet, but I can only imagine just little tidbits that I hear from here and there, but like, I'm not fully, I'm not immersed in it yet. Or maybe I won't be, but <laughs> or maybe, you know, or maybe I'll know just more about it because, you know, my kids will be at that age, but right now we're, I'm very much in like infant, early toddler world. But even so it's, it's nice that you're in infant and early toddler world. Because um, when I was an infant in early toddler world, I was in Washington, D.C. metro area. So it was like, you got to hurry up, get your kids to preschool. And it was kind of this sort of like, why aren't your children I, reciting the alphabet in Russian backwards by the age of three? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I have definitely. You're right. I have definitely felt that pressure. There's been a lot of talk of like, oh, you know, you can put your baby into a school system at six months to get them on the waiting list. I'm like, what? <laughs> six months? Lit, no, literally, like literally, I've had this conversation with mothers here in in Charlotte, and I'm like, then it makes you feel super behind. But obviously, you know, once I go back home and I think about all the things, and I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm choosing not to go that route. Um, Marcus is actually doing really well; like, he's learning uh, English, a sprinkle of Spanish through me, um, patois from my husband, and then like sign language. Like, he's just, and he's soaking it all in, soaking it all in. So I'm like, he'll be fine. <laughs> he will be, be. Yeah. I mean, in the past, how do children learn through their parents, right? So, I mean, yeah. I'm glad you're able to resist. I'm glad you're able to be grounded and stable in yourself. Yeah, not always easy. I have to do a lot of the back and forth in my head, but the vision is clear. And I know what I, I desire. I desire, you know, freedoms, flexibility. And to honor the the path that the children have. Because <laughs> they know where we're go- they're going. We just have to catch up, I feel like. Correct. Yeah. Like what you were saying before, absolutely. So, yeah, even though I'm making these informed, educated, you know, adult decisions, it's literally based off of our children and their spirit and their intended path on this earth. 
It's like, you have a plan. I'm the adult here. So I have to make it happen. (laughs) But you have the plan. Right. Right. Can you remind everybody where they can find you and what your offerings are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you can find me at uh, juliusaedwardscounseling.com, juliusaedwards underscore counseling on Instagram. Uh, That's where I usually lie most. And yeah, my offerings, I have a beautiful um, program for mamas. It's called the Conscious um, Motherhood Circle. It's, I love all my programs, but this one has a special place in my heart. Um, it's a beautiful program where we help moms um, get spiritually connected, allowing that pathway to help them understand themselves like never before, super deep interpersonal connection with self to figure out why they are the way they are, what was their intended message you know, in their lifetime here on earth, and how does that all play into a role as the mother that they are? while navigating mental health because at the end of the day I'm still a therapist you know and so it's very much mental health uh forward mixed in with spirituality to help the mama just connect to herself like never before allowing her to do with that what she wishes um and organically it's usually breaking generational trauma so super powerful we also host retreats now we had our first one for the Conscious Motherhood Mamas uh, this past January. It was beautiful. So I'm definitely doing that again. And yeah, we are enrolling already for our next cohort in September. Awesome. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Well, well, thank you so much for being here and for talking to me. Thank you for everybody. having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you for having me. And just holding space. And I remember from the first time we connected, you just, you were one of those moments where I, like, it was a really good soulful conversation. And I, I left feeling full and I'll never forget that. Cause at that time I was, I was very overwhelmed with like life. You were, I found talking to you so inspiring. Thank you. Because you're so calm and you're so balanced. I know you feel you may not feel it, but you're very yeah. grounded and you're focused and you're balanced. And from that space, you're able to just root and blossom into love. Even just the way you're talking about Marcus and Maya and how to how you're proceeding forward, it's a, it feels so it feels so structured and balanced and not structured in a way that's like it's rigid, but structured in a way where the kids can feel safe and held. And they know that somebody is thinking of them and all the ways that they can consider them and think about them. Because I think it, as a parent, it's easy to get stuck in one wheelhouse and that's all you care about. Like if you were like a coder and you wanted your child to code, so you're going to push them that way. You're able to like see them as they are and, and, and kind of create space for them to be held and move forward. And it's really beautiful to see. Hmm, thank you. Thank you for seeing me. No problem. Okay, I'm going to stop this, but I'm still going to ask you stuff off the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just like the kiki. Okay, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. This was a beautiful conversation, as always. But, you know, it's crazy how Instagram put us together. You know, we've had two right? conversations, and I just feel right. very much pulled to your energy. So, yeah, thank you for the conversation. No, thank you for being here. Okay. Yeah. That's it.
this conversation was soothing and enlightening for me. I, I sometimes I wonder what it would be like to have a a girl over here because I'm you know two boys, and it was so interesting hearing how a girl brought balance and kind of um, balance between the masculine and feminine, even just in her. So sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, ooh, a girl. And the youngest is always looking at babies lately. He's like, ooh, baby. And I'm like, you, you the baby. So the store is closed, but I'm always intrigued by other, other people's experiences <laughs> with having another baby. Two is it, y'all. I say these things, but then spirit's like, ha ha. And I'm like, I'm old. Stop it. Anyway, 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 thank you for listening. I pray this conversation blessed you. <laughs> anyway, next episode is a conversation with Asada de la Cruz. You're like, we just did this. But let me let me tell you about this conversation. We got a little spicy on this one. It was, oh my gosh. This conversation was wild because the internet cut out three times during this conversation. It cut out three times. And uh, by the end of the conversation, a few spirits were mad at me and the ancestors had to intervene. So, (laughs) because I got in trouble. (laughs) Please listen to this conversation. For real though. Like it smoothed over, but they were like, you know what? I was like, well, you know, it needed to be said. They were like, hey, hey. So we discuss. What do we discuss that I got in so much damn trouble over? We got. We discussed. We discussed the relationship with the land, spirits on the land. We discussed um, reconciliation from years of oppression and generations of colonization and white supremacy, which is a very important discussion for mothers to have and be involved with. What was wonderful about having the conversation with her is she's of mixed heritage, um, as are my kids. So I find these conversations helpful because not of all of us have the luxury of just honoring one lineage. Some of us have to honor a variety of lineages and find balance and sometimes what the lineages have done to each other and are doing to each other still, you know? So it was an interesting conversation and I pray y'all tune in and that you dig it. Yes, don't forget. Don't forget now. You can find me over in these streets on Twitter at J Lancien, L-A-N-C-I-E-N 77 over on Twitter. You know, what? I'm not even going to play with Instagram. I barely get there anyway. So, <laughs> but if you do, I'm at spirituality underscore motherhood underscore pod. And, you know, if you have any questions or ideas or something you want to get off your chest, just get me, get at me at spiritualityandmotherhoodpodcast.com. Thanks so much for being here. Can't wait to share with you again soon. Stay blessed. Peace. Peace.